0: Hello and welcome to episode two of the Future of Schools a podcast, that explores how technology is impacting the classroom and talks to the people behind it. I'm Connor Flynn, your host and COO at AdaptMe. Today we're discussing Spanish schools. My guest today is Ricard Dalmau from La Planeta. Ricard has a lot of experience onboarding Spanish and Mexican teachers with digital projects. So, Ricard, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, good uh, morning. And. Um, Rica, could you tell me a little bit about your job and what you do at Aula Planeta I'm working as a product manager
1: in Aula Planeta. Aula Planeta is the, the project from Grupo Planeta for K twelve schools. And we are trying to design new products and for the new methodologies. And I'm responsible for coordinating all the product development. Uh, across the different areas, pedagogical, technological, editorial and also to support the the people who is helping the teachers to adopt these tools in the classrooms.
0: On a normal
1: day, who who would you
0: work with?
1: In Planeta, in my day-to-day, I'm talking with uh, pedagogical designers and the editors we work also with the um, people who help uh, teachers adopt the tools and also with the engineers who are producing all the technology. And also with the, we are helping the salespeople who are explaining our, our projects to the, the
0: market. So you your job is mainly working with schools in Spain and making products for Spanish teachers. Isn't that correct? Yes. but also uh, all the, the knowledge and the tools
1: we are producing, then we, we are. Uh, Exporting them and implanting them in
0: other countries like Mexico and Colombia. Excellent. So, for Spanish schools, I know you're based in Barcelona, but there are a lot of different schools all around Spain who you work with. Um, What are the big challenges that Spanish schools are facing today? In Spanish schools, uh, in most
1: of them, they are now the the feeling that they need to change their methodology and. That's something that is quite accepted. The teachers and the the schools are looking for the best way to do it. So I think most of them are very excited with the possibilities of, of this new world in education. But at the same time, they are very concerned of the difficulties of implementation. Some of them still have not good connection or they don't have the devices they need and most of them are still working with the uh, classical textbooks that uh, are not adapted to the new methodologies.
0: Okay, so, that's very good. So you're talking a little bit about the infrastructural problems that the Spanish teachers are facing. What about Spanish teachers' attitude towards technology in general? It depends a lot of the uh,
1: each teacher. Usually uh, more old teachers are more conservative uh, uh, for the technology changes and the, all the young teachers are very happy for trying. But they, they feel, most of them feel that they need more training and how to, how to use, not how to use the technology, but how to get results for the students' learning with this technology. Mm-hmm. It's very different to have an iPad and to, to make some photos for a project and that to improve the maths learning or language mm-hmm. learning with those tools. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they they don't know what resources to use or they they don't have uh, best practices available. Mm-hmm. And that is a moment of a bit of confusion and Everybody is quite motivated but uh, looking for still for solutions
0: and where do you think this solution is going to come from
1: i need it must come f- from other schools a lot of schools are doing a great job of working learning each one of each others but also from the the new companies that are uh, working on this field there is a lot of the small and big companies that are proposing very interesting tools.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Till it, it used to be a, a, a myth, so to say, that uh, to work with new methodologies, a teacher must uh, build their own content. But I think in Spain, uh, a lot of teachers are realizing that the, the good approach is to have a mix of very tested Tools from companies, user-generated content. And now everybody is trying to find this balance.
0: Okay, and finding the balance for technology, I know you you are experienced with a lot of different types of products like Aula Planeta has a lot of digital resources to some of the consultancy projects you do with schools about taking on technology to adaptive learning products in literacy and maths and lots of different things. Are there any technologies that you see that schools find easy to adopt, or are they all difficult to adopt? I think it's the, the problem is when a school
1: tries to adopt a technology very quick, okay. very fast, mm-hmm. and and then that, that doesn't work because mm-hmm. there's. Schools, education is a, a community that works with a different times of uh, industry. But if you know what you are pretending to do and you choose the right tools and you have the right support, then uh, all the, there are no difficult technologies. <laughs> the problem is, is trying to, to run, because then uh, projects doesn't work and teachers get bad experiences and, and then you will need a lot of years to to recover from the from a, a failed project
0: yes R- richard you were telling me earlier before about how planeta introduced new products to the market for for trials for teachers you no longer just give them access to things you you come up with a plan with the teachers in order to implement a new technology or product or whatever they're going to implement and you find that's much more successful than just giving teachers access to stuff. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I uh, we, we you need to start a dialogue with the the client mm-hmm. to understand what his uh, what are his objectives. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you can have a tool uh, Matic for instance, but depending of the pedagogical approach of the school, they will use this tool for one thing or for another thing. So you need to see with the school, understand what are the, the objectives, mm-hmm. and then you must um, design a test that fits those objectives. Mm-hmm. And then you show how the tool will help the school. Mm-hmm. This is a shared work that the school and the provider must do together. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the test, you see if it works, if not, you must, what kind of support will the school need Mm. and you must invest in this Mm -hmm. it's not it's not about uh, sending a key and testing Mm. those tools are complex to use
0: but that that sounds very sensible but it also sounds like a lot of work and and very expensive to deploy new products or technology are you finding that it's worth the expense
1: it's it's the only way to to go because it's the way that the, the school is going to work uh, well with the with your tool, mm-hmm. and you are going to give the exact support they need. Mm-hmm. The easy way that doesn't work. <laughs> if you introduce a tool in an appropriate way in a school, mm-hmm. nobody will use it after one month, mm-hmm. and that's that's more expensive for everybody. Yeah,
0: that's true. And um, it's 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 interesting that you you seem to have similar issues in Spain that I hear from people all over the world in terms of drop off of students and teachers of new tools um, early in the adoption cycle, which is a very expensive and painful experience for everyone. Are there any areas of Spain that have been particularly successful for your working with the teacher and implementing projects?
1: In Spain, uh, there are some small regions that are very dynamic and they okay. work very close to the, the schools. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the first succeeding. That's logical because it's easiest easier projects to manage. We've been working with the community of La Rioja. Mm-hmm. We are working also with Galicia. Mm-hmm. And those are the, the first to adopt uh, the, these new approaches.
0: And why do you think that is? That the small regions are more dynamic and more ambitious in terms of technology.
1: They are faster to move because it's the communication between the the schools and the people in administration. It's easier, and then they are faster. But some of the big they have also clear ideas. But the, the
0: the administration in this. And when it's too big, it needs more time. Okay. And and Ricard, what do you think is the biggest barrier to the adoption of technology in Spanish schools today? I think it's a mix of things. It's
1: so... Education is... There are so many factors, Mm -hmm. both uh, the technology adoption, but also economics and that sector also that regulation is very important. Mm Also, the schools and teachers are quite free to adopt or not adopt the tools. Mm. All those factors are, are good, but to synchronize all these factors, to to put a project in place is, is mm-hmm. complicated. So I think it's a matter of complexity. is to manage those complexity and, of course, to demonstrate that you are improving the, the learning of the students. Mm. But I think that's something we everybody is starting to uh, to realize that this is the, the the important thing mm-hmm. we need to uh, put all those efforts for for introducing new tools only if we have evidences that they will work and mm-hmm. that still is difficult to to prove
0: so ricard you're describing a situation where it's difficult expensive and time consuming to implement new projects the bar to success is very high. W- why does a company like Planeta want to be in this business? It sounds like a very difficult business. <laughs> yes,
1: but it, it's a business that will grow tremendously in next years. It's a business that have been working with a textbook model and that is changing. In our company, uh, we are always have tried to start new projects from the very beginning, mm-hmm. I think it's worth And Education is a, a sector, is, a, is something that we believe in, in It. It's, some, it's a point of, of romantic in the, the, the people in the team.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. And finally, can you tell me, what is your vision for the future of schools in Spain? What does the classroom look like in 10, 20, 30 years?
1: Uh, we we start to see some this reality in some schools that are very advanced, mm-hmm. and you see a, a lot of work with a competencies curriculum, a lot of working uh, projects across different <coughs> different subjects, a very personalized education, and teachers very with a lot of resources to help each student uh, to teach each student according his needs. We will have some technology in some parts of this process, in some parts not. I imagine some hours working with the computers, but some hours working outside the school. And a very different reality that, uh, that homogeneous, homogeneous, I don't know the name. homogeneous schools of today. Mm. I think if, it will depend. If you go to visit the school on Monday, you will see a different thing that on Thursday. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, that's very interesting. Ricard, thank you very much for your time today. And next time I'm out in Barcelona, I'm expecting another beautiful tour of the city. Thanks for listening to The Future of Schools with Connor Flynn. If you like our show and want to know more about The Future of Schools or Adaptome, check us out at www.adaptome.com. Or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week when we talk to another leading light in the world of educational technology.